This is Shifting Our Schools, episode 152, Reframing Feedback. Shifting Our Schools happens with small, significant steps forward. This week, Jeff Utick is back to tour us through a way to keep taking those steps with another free Shifting Schools resource. Before you listen, we want to remind you that this episode has a ready-to-use meeting map, so you can use this episode with your team. Be sure to find the link in our show notes. Okay, educators, ready to dig in, unlearn, and prepare to spark the next shift at your school? Then let's kick off this episode. Well, welcome back to another episode of Shifting Our Schools. I'm your host, Jeff Udick. I hope this episode finds you safe and healthy. I want to start by thanking our podcast sponsor of this episode, Moat, because they are a wonderful resource for personalizing our feedback, and that is today's topic uh, in this episode. If you haven't heard of Moat, it is a Chrome extension that allows you to record audio feedback for students right inside of a Google Doc as a comment in Google Classroom, or you can embed it directly into a Google Slide. A few weeks back, Mo actually released a new feature that allows you to actually leave an email memo right inside of Gmail. So when you open up your Gmail, you can actually record what you want to say rather than type it, or both if you want to allow the person who you are sending it to the option to either read your email or listen to you actually talk about it. I'm already thinking about this might be a game changer for some teachers or schools who might have difficulty communicating with parents and caregivers at home who in some cases might not be able to understand English and might not be able to read in their own mother language as well. What a game changer if you could send a voice memo in, say, Spanish to a parent or caregiver so that you can make sure they have the information they need to support their children. In our Shifting Schools workshops, we talk a lot about making collaboration equitable. And one of the ways you do that is by giving students and families multiple different ways to communicate. If you head over to justmote.me slash shifting schools, you can receive three free months of their unlimited tier, giving you lots of extra features and an extra 60 seconds per voice note. Listeners who have been learning with us in our hybrid learning trainings, you know we love Moat, and we are so glad you can now try out Moat's unlimited tier, and we thank them for being a sponsor of the Shifting Schools podcast this year. I mean, heck, at at this point in the year, the three free months of their unlimited tier get you almost to the end of the school year, so head on over there and grab your free three months. Now, if you subscribe to this podcast, you may have noticed this week's episode has dropped early this week. It's not an accident. It's actually the result of a message one of you sent us. We've had several questions about making assessment meaningful, our brand new online learning journey led by Tyler Rablin, which starts tomorrow, March 23rd. The common theme of the questions being, will this series help me work on crafting better feedback? And the answer is yes. Tyler has a dedicated session on the topic of feedback, and we know feedback is a critical concern for many of you. So I wanted to share sooner rather than later that we are having a great brand new free guide called Reframing Feedback. We've linked in the show notes as well. As you know, if you've been here a while, all of our free PDFs come from you, our listeners, people who reach out to us in our cohorts. We're trying to find any way we can to support you in these trying times. If feedback is all about driving learning forward, 
then we have to really rethink the practice we experienced as learners and unlearn many of them. I want you to stop and think for a moment about your experience as a student in your K-12 education and what feedback really looked like. I don't know about you, but I have a hard time thinking of helpful feedback I received as a learner. I remember a lot of red pen on my work and none of it drove learning forward. Let's remember, marking papers is not feedback, it's judgment. There is no feedback in correcting papers, in circling misspelled words, or putting check marks next to a wrong answer in math, or writing, check your work in the margin. This is not feedback, and certainly none of it felt like a conversation where I, the learner, am a participant in the process of learning. So we will get into what our free guide has to offer and why you may want to explore it with your peers. In his Edutopia post, How to Make Sure Grades Are Meaningful, Tyler Rablin writes, quote, When I started teaching, most of the feedback students got was a simple identification of an error, whether that was through a comment or a score. Slowly, I learned that my job wasn't to identify the mistakes. My job was to identify the trends, analyze them to determine the learning needed, and then point students in the right direction, end quote. This is why, in our free guide, Reframing Feedback, you'll find a resource to help you and your learners think about your definition of feedback. Our example definition proposes that three critical ingredients get into feedback. Ingredient number one, teachers and learners work together to build on one another's questions. That feedback is an ongoing conversation. Ingredient number two, that we value the perspectives of others, essentially that we want to engage with as many people as we can when it comes to soliciting feedback. Ingredient number three, that we commit to share our process and learning journey with others. In my mind, that third ingredient is the most important. Why? Well, when students share peer-to-peer how they manage their time, or how they took notes, or how they thought about a task or an assignment. That's massive learning. This is true for me too. You know I'm a huge basketball fan, and I've talked before that I'm really excited that March Madness is on right now. And you know what this is a time for? It's, it's a huge time of learning for basketball players everywhere. Why? They are seeing how different teams organize their offense. They are seeing how different teams approach a game when they are the underdog. They watch and learn. They learn and watch. We can bring that experience to academic learning. We can design opportunities where students work in concert, collaboratively. And we can design opportunities where students share how they got from point A to point B. That's why the second resource is our free guide is setting students up and preparing them to receive and deliver quality peer feedback. The resource asks students to think about what specifically they really want feedback on, as well as identify something they want to ask another learner about. Pre-thinking matters. Giving students time to reflect on what they can gain from peer review not only prepares them emotionally, but cognitively too. Here's a question for you. Do you teach your students how to receive feedback, or do you assume they just know how to do it? I find oftentimes we assume students have skills that they don't really have, that never were really taught. 
we can't just put students together and suggest they give one another feedback. That's really not useful and actually can be harmful. We want students to have tools and processes for peer feedback. Why? Because it really is complicated. You know this as adult learners as well. There's more in our free guides on the peer review process, but the last thing I want to highlight from that guide is our free Jamboard template that invites students to share and explore the critical role mistakes are playing in their learning. For me, this is a massive classroom culture driver. If we really want students to believe mistakes are meaningful, we need to give them a space for that conversation with structure. And we also need to make sure our feedback process is delivered in a way that gives them time to action the learning they build from that space. So if these are routines and practices you are curious about, please do check out the free guide. And if you want to look at the bigger picture and think about systematic change, if you want to learn about how a feedback portfolio could make assessment more meaningful, please do consider joining our new online cohort with Tyler Rablin. We also aim to keep our cohorts small. We know they make for better conversations and allow us to give participants the attention they deserve. We only have a few seats left, so you can learn more about making assessment meaningful at shiftingschools.com. Until next time, I'll see you on the network. Thank you for being a part of the hashtag Shifting Schools community. We love when listeners like you weigh in, so head over to our show notes to find ways to share your thoughts. Have a request for a future episode? Jeff and his team love supporting you with the content you need. Shifting Our Schools podcast is a proud production of the Shifting Schools team. Looking for a longer interactive conversation about the ideas shared in this session? Contact us at info at shiftingschools.com to find out about our workshops.